So the school year uh, has begun, and, and we kind of have a theme that we want to focus on at various points throughout the year. The theme verse that was selected from Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So we're going to reflect on that over the course of the next couple of weeks and into the, the whole year. But as we do, we're going to be taking a look at a different text today. Before we do that, just a few questions to get us started. Why is it that it seems that at some point in every child's life, they are afraid of the dark? Why are ghost stories just something that seems a bit silly in the middle of the day, but as soon as you gather around a a campfire as your only light, suddenly the paranoia sets in and you are easy to cause, have fear and to be one who might jump? Why is it when storytellers of our day who might use the medium of the big screen, if they want to be able to engage and draw us into a certain emotion and feeling of fear, they can do so by building suspense simply by employing the use of darkness? It's not just the big screen. We can think about television as well. For example, the, the, the concept behind naked and afraid in daylight comes off more as just naked and gross. But at night, when there's no light other than the reflection in those beady eyes looking into a uh, night camera, and every sound seems like it could be anything, well, that's when fear kicks in. So I think intrinsically there is something in us that associates and knows that darkness has this connotation. It carries a certain weight to it. We, we know that it kind of conjures up the emotions of, of worry or fear or panic. If we were to do a word association, the top words that would start coming up in people's minds would be things like lost, evil, death. I think, though, we live in a time where we have the opportunity to try to always keep it at bay. Have you ever actually been in a situation where it was completely, totally dark? Not, not even a little bit of light from the street lights that everywhere around us, the buildings that constantly surround us, or even the stars that might be up above. I think we keep it at bay because we can live in this opportunity where Sure, the night is just fine because with the flip of a switch, we can find ourselves back in the safety of light. You see, there are phrases that we use. I heard a friend of mine once use the phrase as talking about some of the work that he has to do as he goes into some of these difficult situations where he said, there are dark corners in the world, implying very difficult situations that he has seen and faced. Or when we talk about a, another person, we say, well, you know what, they may, they're just in a dark place right now. You see, a conscious of an understanding that there are things that are troubling to us. You know, I happened to turn on, the, uh, uh, on my uh, iPad and take a look at just some news articles at CNN. And here's what pops up off the screen. It, articles about the strife, tensions, frustrations in Ferguson, Missouri. A story about American journalists who was beheaded by ISIS. A story about in India how there are women who have been permanently disfigured because people will spray or drop acid on them 
Sometimes because of random acts, sometimes out of retaliation, sometimes out of child abuse. There's a story about Robin Williams and the recent events of his death. How this morning there were 65 people killed in a Sunni Muslim mosque in Iraq. How there's the story about the fact that in that same area, Christian villages are fleeing towns for their safety. And when we take a look at and we see things like that, that just, just a few of the articles we might see if we were to just take a look at a news page... It's enough to cause the desire to simply turn it off, to close it. Instead, maybe to hope for more stories with random videos of ice bucket challenges gone bad, or even stories about Twinkie bakeries that are closing. And we'd like to be able to find a way to simply shut it out, to close our eyes as if that would make it all go away because it seems like whenever we open our eyes to what is going on in the world around us, we are surrounded by darkness. Whether it's people's struggles with their own internal darkness or whether it's the struggles that people face with an external darkness that is being forced upon them. And while these stories may seem striking because they are in stark contrast from our own daily activities, any examination of our own hearts will come up with a recognition of our own inclination towards envy or malice or animosity or hostility or hatred. And that doesn't even get to all the other layers of darkness that exists in our own hearts. And again, it's enough to make us want to shut our eyes to it all, shut our eyes to it all and wish that it wasn't a reality that was taking place. It's in that that we hear a word from John chapter 1, where the apostle writes this. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light. He came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. You see, John takes us back to the beginning, not just the beginning of a story, but to the beginning of everything, the beginning of creation, to recall what was spoken in Genesis chapter 1 where it talks about how when there was nothing, when all was formless and void, when darkness was over everything, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And so began God's work of creating life as it unfolds in Genesis chapter 1. So John is saying in these opening verses, the one who broke into the complete darkness with a burst of light to bring about life as it unfolds in Genesis, that same one bursts into the dark reality of human history in Jesus Christ. The same God clothed in humanity to bring light. That this is the one who comes to bring light in order that he may bring new life to cast out fear in order to bring peace and joy, to conquer death by giving up his own life in order that he can grant life to others. If we read on in John chapter 1, 
Again, he says, the light, true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. There's a lot of ways you can paint the picture as to why it is that Jesus came to this world and what it is uh, that gives us a reason to focus on him and his life. But he would say, I came in order to bring light. And I bring light in order to give life. I remember a time when I was teaching, and I had a classroom that was attached to the gym, and there was often nights after coaching was done and everything was done that I was still in my office grading, and through the gym was where there was a restroom nearby. But of course at this time all darkness had set in other than the light in my own classroom. Gym's a pretty open, empty space at around this time of night. But it was complete and totally dark as I went from my classroom and out of that light to stumble my way across and find my way to where I figured that restroom was. But it was quite a different thing on each of those trips when I would turn around to return to my classroom. Where with just the smallest amount of light coming out of the door of my classroom, for some reason, in this same gym building as the one I had walked through the first time, in turning around towards the light, it suddenly was illuminated with a path where I had no fear of stumbling my way to my classroom. You see, this is the picture of Christ inviting us into the gift of light that he has for us. We would like to walk around this world and the darkness that exists. And we would like to examine our own lives and the darkness that exists in a way that we can simply close our eyes to it. To find momentary times when we can ignore the fact that it exists. To have those temporary exclusions from reality. But the true light comes into our world in our, our darkness in order that he can shed light in the midst of darkness. To invite us in ways where, that's why we do chapel on Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays and Fridays and have so many other opportunities where we are invited to be together around his word. It's because Christ gives us an invitation to no longer grope and wander about in the darkness, to no longer live with a, a, a dark conscience, to no longer remain in our sins without having any sort of consolation, and even no, to no longer live without a hope in this dark world. Not because we pretend everything will just progressively get better over time, but because light has broken in to this reality. With a renewed clarity, we fix our eyes on understanding that we do walk in the midst of a devastating darkness in this world and in our lives. We walk in the midst of darkness, but with a path illuminated with the light of Christ, who gives life, who makes us children of God, and who grants to us the gift of salvation. There's a song that was written sometime in the 70s that had these, these phrases and words. I want to walk as a child of light. I want to follow Jesus. Because in him there is no darkness at all. The night and the day are both alike.
because the Lamb is the light of the city of God. Shine in my heart, Lord Jesus. Before we even begin to wrestle with what it means to be a light to the world, a city on a hill, something that is unhidden to give demonstration to the light of Christ in our lives, Christ gives us invitation to say, come and sit and dwell and be in my light where I am able to overcome all darkness. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, we thank you that you did break into this world to shine your light and to give new life. And we pray that as we begin this new semester, that we would begin it anew with the understanding that in the midst of all things that we may deal with in this world, in our own lives, you are an ever-present light and that you understand the struggles that we face and the circumstances that may come our way. And so you give us your promise of your ongoing presence, but also the fact that you have already conquered all things, and you give us the gift of eternal life. Lord, I pray that you would bind us together as a campus, that we would be an encouragement to one another, and that through that, light would shine into the world around us as well. For we know, just as we are people in desperate need of light, so too are those in this world. We pray this in your name. Amen.